this week's Oxcast. Today is 19th of October 2016 and I'm here with Katie and Michael. Hola. Michael's going to be talking about some exciting gigs in Oxford, I think. Is that, that's is absolutely, that's true. <laughs> no, there's, there's more, but that's, that's exciting in itself. Um, I'm going to be talking about some other exciting music in Oxford. And <laughs> Non-gigs. But first off, here's Katie with Trusting the Earth. The Earth Trust. <laughs> um, Thank you for that bizarre introduction, Mike. Um, so this week I thought I'd highlight some family-friendly half-term activities to keep the kids occupied and from ruining your house. Um, So many families head to farms to see the spring lambs jumping about happily in the fields, but autumn is also a fantastic time of year to see some wildlife without freezing to death or boiling in the heat. So I did have a lovely chat with Naomi Douglas from the Earth Trust about what's happening this half term, but sadly I experienced some severe technical difficulties, so you'll just have to make do with me describing the amazing events that Naomi talked to me about. Naomi accidentally ended up in space. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Or rather, she disappeared entirely. Um, so, first up um, is Mud Pie Monday. And obviously, that's on the 24th of October. What else is significant about that day? I've no idea. I think nothing has ever happened on that day. Certainly, <laughs> nothing of importance. <laughs> is it the first day we will cry for a new mic? Well, yes, that, and it's my birthday. Birthday! <laughs> <laughs> so, first up, it's Mud Pie Monday, which is starting from 10 a.m. Um, and you're invited to come and get messy. So basically it's an excuse for kids to just play about in the mud and have buckets of fun. Yeah. Wellies and waterproofs are advisable. Um, and that's four pounds uh, per child. Next is build a bat box. Oh, say so that 12 times quickly. <laughs> anyway, and that starts at 10.30 a.m. And also there's another session at 1.30 p.m. Um, and that costs 15 pounds per box. And all the tools and materials are provided. So you just have to go along with your family and you get to let the kids loose on hammers and nails and all sorts of fun, (laughs) dangerous things. Sweet. And accommodate (laughs) some bats. Yes. Lovely. Yes, for their hibernation. For some reason, I didn't know bats hibernated. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Where? In boxes. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you can't upset bats in attics, because they hibernate. Yeah, it all makes sense now. Um, next up is the Woodland Adventure, which starts at 10am, and it's an expedition for five to eight-year-olds, so they can come build, play and explore in the woods. Um, also on Wednesday is Wildlife Wednesday, can you see what they did there? Oh, yeah. Um, which starts at 2pm, and where you and your child are invited to come out and play at Abbey Fish Ponds. Uh, where you can enjoy some outdoor fun and learn about local wildlife. They actually have water voles there, living in amongst in this pond, in amongst loads of residential houses, which is really cool. Really cool. Family Bushcraft is next on Thursday, which starts at 10am. It's £20 for an adult, £15 for a child. You're invited to bring the whole family and go wild in the great outdoors. They'll feral. be feral, yes. <laughs> um, there'll be fire lighting, knife skills and more. My goodness. Knife skills. Give your children still hammers family and knives. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's a bit like um, forest school, that sort of thing. Right, okay. Yes. Oh, in fact, Discover and Play, which is on Friday from 10am, is forest school fun for the under fives. And you're invited to come and play and enjoy the woods. Nice. 
Finally, on a sort of Halloween theme, uh, there is a spooky dusk walk which is happening on Sunday at 5.30 until 7.30. It's £5 for an adult or £2 for a child. Do you dare come out to the woods tonight? Join us for our moonlit Halloween walk. Ah. Yeah, it all sounds scary and fun. You're advised to bring a torch to that. Um, with many of these events, please take along an old pair of clothes, wellies, and an appropriate number of layers, otherwise you might get a bit chilly. Um, also, Naomi wanted me to mention that the Earth Trust are running their wetland wildlife appeal to help otters and water voles who actually live in the areas that they protect. You can give money via Just Giving, or you can text WET16 £5 to... 70070 to give a one-off £5 donation. There's loads more information about the events happening in half term um, on our website and also on the Earth Trust website at www.earthtrust.org.uk From otters to geese perhaps. Have you heard of a waste goose? I No. Have you, have you before it came up the other day? It's No, it's an, uh, it's an amazing word though. I hmm. love the sound of it. It is, it is an amazing word. So it's um so a ways use originally were kind of the printers' festival, so printing houses and printing presses, and uh, they would be inside bustling away all year, in the summer in the heat of the sun. Then on Saint Bartholomew's Day, the the head of the house would say, "Come, my not children, my minions? man, my men, come, minions? my men, minions, minions. my minions, minions. Uh, take the minions out for a country excursion, um, so a picnic and excursion kind of thing." And traditionally, on around St. Bartholomew's Day, St. Bartholomew being the patron saint of printers, also probably because it marked around the end of summer, so the start of the time when printers would have to start working by candlelight again. Ah. So basically a celebration of, it's all going to shit now. <laughs> <laughs> the etymology of ways use is uh, a little contested. I see. Uh, well, it's not really known at all. It's not contested because no one has any idea. That's odd. There are a couple of suggestions. Okay. Uh, one being that ways is another name for the, the stubble you get on the field after it's harvested and so you feed a goose on that and kind of the stubble fed goose was the ways goose and they might eat that at the ways goose okay um, Okay. another possible although I think it was invented by the Oxford English Dictionary in maybe the 30s and they decided oh no that's definitely wrong is that ways could be wake goose instead wake meaning to work by artificial light so okay. yeah. interesting stuff but the Oxford Guild of Printers is holding their Ways Goose this Saturday from 10am to 5 um, at the Wheatley campus of Oxford Brooks. Um, there is, it's, um, it, it's not quite the same. It's, it's definitely an extravaganza, for sure. <laughs> um, but it's more of a fair of ephemera and printed matter. And um, mm. the Oxford Printers Guild, is, uh, they do lots of fun stuff. And it's a collection of makers uh, and tiny niche printing presses and letter presses and... Uh, and so you'll be able to look at their work and buy their work and that kind of thing. But it, it sounds fun. Um, yeah, so that's Saturday. A fun roundup of gigs and gig-like events, now. I heard that as fun run of gigs. And <laughs> I think now me and Katie are going to offer encouraging noises every time you do a different gig. Oh, thanks very much. Okay. Just okay. To, just appearing every few miles to give me some water. Yeah, and be stuck on the other side of the road from your band. Oh, that sounds pretty nice. Okay, first of all, we have this very day, Wednesday the 19th, we have Amber Arcades and some guestly friends playing at the cellar for the first time. Uh, So the eminently reliable Daily Info describes them as Dutch psych dream pop band. Um, And that's that's true. 
it's it's mainly uh, Annalot de Graaf, that's her name. Um, and she has the esteemed Annalot de Graaf, has two law degrees and works for the International War Crimes Tribunal. No, my word. Eminent, right? So uh, eminent. So eminent. Um, and almost as a sideline <laughs> is, is a rather cracking musician. So she's got this... Um, it's a band who's been compared to Broadcast and other similarly slightly um, off-kilter, slightly retro dream pop acts, um, which I hear also sounds a bit like Lauren Laverne's old band, Kenneke. Oh, I remember Kenneke. A little bit more upfront guitariness rather than just being all twee and floating off the earth. Do you remember Lauren Laverne's collaborations with, Christina, uh, with Mint Royale? Christina Royale. <laughs> I remember her being Bond, yes. She was my favourite Bond, actually, after... After Roger Moore. Yes, head to the cellar. It's seven, it's seven pounds. Uh, advance. More on the door. Should we cheer now? Yeah, I need a bit, I need a bit of encouragement. Whee! Come on, Michael! Almost there. Whee! Okay, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm pumped. Um, <laughs> next, um, if you're if you're unfortunately missing the wonderful glass animals who are um, doing their hometown gig on Friday, which is sold out, um, then there's some, some wonderful free gigs um, on Kylie Road. This week, uh, today, Michael Kiwanuka was in truck store. Tomorrow, Thursday, um, another in-store truck, Ultimate Painting, Indie Rock Duo, are popping in and letting us hear their stuff. So they're a little bit like Velvet Underground, chugging and melodious, or chuglodious, as I, I like to call them. And it's always nice to have a uh, an in-store at truck. Beware, though, you may not get out without spending anything, because as I talk about truck all the time... Wait, why do you like Chuck? I've been there once or twice. Next. Hooray for irregular folk. Hooray! 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 Uh, Two more miles. <laughs> <laughs> we love irregular folk. They um, they put on shoes with such a range of acts. As they say, folk means that's not really a genre. People doing something different and thinking independently and just programming amazing music. And you can get absolutely anything. This time round, irregular folk is happening at St Barnabas Church. Um, in Jericho, glorious venue, and the gig features Peter Broderick, who is a former member of Efter Clang, cool dude and musician composer guy. He seems to have worked with everyone in the world, ah. including the album leaf Sharon Van Etten, Philip Glass, Jan Tiersen, Gosh. Vez, and Vez, yeah, Vez. He's <laughs> also worked with Vez, who is uh, who uh, is a regular folk. Um, he's also worked with Bridget May Power, who is on the bill as well. Who's been garnering attention? I saw like a million star review in Uncut magazine. I had to give her a listen, and she uses folk forms and stuff to um, sort of capture ephemeral moments and and holds nothing back in expressing the experience through her untamed vocals. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great gig. It's on Friday at seven thirty. It's gonna be twelve pounds at St Barnabas's Church, and the next morning Peter Broderick is. In conversation at Quarter Horse um, on Kylie Road, you can get a ticket for that or for breakfast and that. That's <laughs> like deluxe ticket. You can have a, like a bloody mare and some eggs and listen to this guy. <coughs> and finally, I think I need a bit of a cheer just before. Come on, you're so close to the <laughs> end. <sighs> final straight. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm on the final straight. I can so do this. So close. Um, we've got Saturday now. And over the O2, pop punk pioneers Buzzcocks are celebrating their 40th anniversary. So exciting. They've been around for so long. Yeah. They were there when punk began, but were considerably more fun than some of their peers. <laughs> but isn't it amazing how quickly things can just become normal? Like, Buzzcocks, it's, it's, it's an adult 
pleasure item. Is it? I'd never, <laughs> yeah. I never made the connection. And it would have helped had you been around for their first single, Orgasm Addict. Um, that probably would have given a few clues, actually. <laughs> but yeah, as, neither as you. you were. <laughs> but there are loads of fun. Have you ever fallen in love with someone? That one. That's yeah. the buzzcocks. That's yeah. them as well. Oh. That's their, like, them at their poppiest. Um, but they're hanging around. still sound great. Uh, that's 22.50. It's at the O2 on Saturday. Gig it up. You made it! Yay! <laughs> Thanks, guys. I couldn't have done it without you. <laughs> If that has whetted your appetite for music and you think, I could be a buzzcock too, then you're in luck because there are loads of music sessions and opportunities to get involved in music in Oxford this week, no less. <laughs> uh, the first is, so, you know, folk, art, folk arts run Folk Weekend Oxford and um, lots of, they do lots of Macaton workshops and other workshops and things and they're really big on accessibility in folk. And they are running a Build a Band Beginners Folk Musicians Workshop so the idea is you, you, you've desperately wanted to play folk, but you don't know where to go. You don't mm. know have any friends that do it. And you, how, how? Um, <laughs> and this answers that question and tells you how. <laughs> uh, so you go along and there's a whole morning of it and you play music together and jam with people and then you'll make friends and make bands and you'll be the next bellowhead. <laughs> of course. And it's going to be fantastic. Um, that's at Huddington Baptist Church uh, on Saturday at 9.45 and just for the morning. And that's £20 or £16 concessions. Yeah, of course, if you are already playing or want to improve your playing in the folk kind of thing, there's always the Oxford Slow Session. And that is the first Sunday of every month at the Jericho Tavern. And the idea is it's a normal folk session, but they play very slowly or learn very slowly. Um, so it's much easier to get into the groove of it before heading to the bigger sessions. Mm-hmm. Alternatively, if you're a singer and fancy joining a community choir that also happens to be in a pub, then uh, there's the carols in the pub group. Uh, and this is carols like you've never heard them before, or possibly if you've ever been to the Half Moon or the Daily Info Christmas Tea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're described as carols sung with gusto, preferably with a pint. This is Roger Jackson, who uh, runs a lot of choir stuff around Oxford. And um, you can learn to sing rumbustious folky carols. Nice. Good. Rumbustious folky carols from the West Gallery and York pubs traditions. Um, West Gallery traditions are, uh, they're kind of before. Well, they say before carols got gentrified that, you know, uh, community choirs did sing from the West Gallery of the church, um, which is what that is. Although, well, basically, yes, the um, Reformation changed a lot to do with music in churches and um, West Gallery carols did a little bit from before that, but they're really quite old ones, really old ones. Um, but they're mainly from after that, once the Reformation decided, oh, actually, music was quite good. Uh, and much later so professional choirs didn't go into a lot of community churches for a really really long time so it really means just not that good at singing choirs uh, but also the Yorkshire pubs tradition just people getting drunk and singing in pubs I think um, yeah so you're going to learn all the carols and then sing them around the pubs in December um, and that's starting this Monday and is in the mitre and will be for a few weeks and we be £7 and just turn up do you like games? Yeah. Do you like the internet? I've never used it. Yeah. There's too much stimulation going on. <laughs> <laughs> What's your point here, Katie? <laughs> then you'll love Wi-Fi Wars at the Glee Club on Sunday at 6.45pm. This is a live comedy game show where you play along by logging into the Wi-Fi and tapping away at your phone. 
Well, it's have. the ideal event because you can go somewhere and also check your emails and it won't be offensive. No, you can't yeah. check your emails. You need I to focus on the game. I bet everyone's going to check their emails. <laughs> <laughs> then everyone will lose. <laughs> yes. It's hosted by Steve McNeil, who is a presenter on Video Game Nation. Have you guys ever played games as a group using Wi-Fi? Well, like a LAN party. A, a what? A LAN party. Oh, I've been invited. No, I've never. No. I've never been to one. I don't know what that is. LAN parties were before Wi-Fi, when you took your computer, your enormous computer, to someone's house. You hooked them oh. up and then played the same game. Is that what you mean? It's a bit like that, but you just need your phone, and then you just connect, and you're on the same uh, server. That's a LAN party. That's a. It's a much more simplistic version <laughs> of that, I think. A much more lightweight and fun. Yes. Well, I've played some, yeah. and they're a lot of fun. You can play with them um, via Steam, or there's one that you can get on... What? Do you not know what Steam is? I've Steam powered water, games. Water in a different form. It's like Amazon, but just for games, and you download them. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so that you can play them for free on Steam if you've got a Steam account, um, and you just all have to be in the same room and connect via Wi-Fi, and then ah, you're sort of playing against each other. So it's like playing on a console, but you're on your phone. Cool. But there's one called Spyfall, which is a lot of fun, mm. which you can play just using your phone. You just have to enter in this address, which is spyfall.crabhat.com. And you are assigned, you're either a spy or you're the mole. And you have to find out who the mole is if you're a spy. Or if you're the mole, you have to find out where the spies are located. Oh. So you're not allowed to reveal the location outright. Uh, I don't think they'll be playing anything like that at the Glee Club, but you should head along anyway and find out what they're up to. <laughs> so that's Wi-Fi Wars at the Glee Club on Sunday at 6.45pm and tickets are £15. Do you cinema? <laughs> Do you go to the dark shop? Yes. Yeah, me too. There's a couple of quite interesting things happening this coming week. So next Wednesday, and probably get your bookings in early because it might be a popular one, uh, the Stanford Prison Experiment is screening at Ultimate Picture Palace here on Kylie Road. So, Stanford Prison Experiment. It's a thriller starring Billy Crudup as a Stanford University psychology professor um, who puts, you know, just as you do, puts volunteers in a prison, assigns them randomly the roles of inmates and guards, and what a surprise. After a couple of days, <laughs> all hell breaks loose, and, um, and uh, Billy Crudup goes buck mad as well, and everyone's psychologically abusing each other. Yeah. It's less of a comedy than Michael might be. <laughs> In my head, you're describing it quite jovially and like, oh, it's mad. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's, joviality is not really part of it. So it's kind of billed as a thriller and it, you know, makes sounds like it makes a great film, but it's sadly really very true. Yes. <laughs> and it tells the story of the real Stanford Prison Experiment, um, which is now famous for being a crazy ethics breach. Yeah. So the, the study was funded by the US Office of Naval Research and... Uh, so a group of students were selected to be prisoners or guards and then into this like basement prison at Stanford um, and the the doctor, Philip Zimbardo, wanted this study to kind of test the, the impact of situational power and powerlessness, but it was not prepared for the results. It's very similar to the Milgram experiment. With the kids? With the, well, no, when they electrocuted people. Flip. Yeah. Right. Look into that, it's good fun. It's like, yeah, these are, these are kind of... <laughs> kind of crazy things but the, the so the film was released last year um, started, um <clears throat> and was reviewed pretty well the screening at the UPP is, is going to be from 6 to 8 next Wednesday um, 
and it's going to be followed by a 30-minute talk about the psychology behind what really happened um, with Professor Sina Fazel, who's uh, a professor of forensic psychiatry at Oxford. Um, you can have a little bit of a uh, Q&A and find out, could this kind of thing ever happen again? What does it must- Probably, yes. Oh, goodness me. Sorry. Okay, if that's a little bit too intense, <laughs> something um, Disney, yet also amazing, is yes. is popping up. So it's Disney. It's not an animation. It's beautiful. Um, the Queen of Katwe um, is appearing at the Phoenix and the Odeon. It's not terribly fairy tale like uh, Katwe, a slum in Kampala, Uganda, um, is the home of ten-year-old Fiona um, and her family. And the world changes when she realises she's a chess prodigy. She meets um, David Oyelowo, who's playing a, a missionary who teaches children to be amazing at chess. <laughs> so it's a true story. Like, it's funny, but it's true. Um, and that happens. So she becomes very successful in local competitions. And even now, in real life, is like competing internationally. Um, and um, sees her chance to escape a life of poverty, kind of represented by her uh, mother, Lupita Nyong'o, who is typically amazing, but doesn't see how anyone can break out of the cycle of poverty and struggle and not being able to see your way out. Um, so Fiona is played by someone who had no acting experience whatsoever. Wow. But this is cool. And as most of her classmates, most of the children, are non-actors as well. And David Yellowo says she was so like self-possessed and... Um, had enough poise that he thought she was a seasoned professional. Uh, so, amazing. Also, read about David Yellowo and Sight and Sound because they're the BFI magazine and they've got like a season, a black star season about black film stardom. So, go see Queen of Catway. It's a PG. Enjoy that at the Phoenix or the Odeon from Friday. We're very, very sad because um, it's Mike's last uh, week in the office on his last Oxcast. <laughs> so, to say farewell to Mike and all the best on his travels, we've made you a special compilation of your best bits. <laughs> Which I will now play for you. <laughs> Mike, these are our favourite bits from your time on the podcast. We're definitely going to miss your awful accents. Whiz popping. <laughs> <laughs> this weekend it is the Oxford Food Symposium. <laughs> it's like you're doing your posh <laughs> The Oxford Food Symposium. <laughs> the, the, the Oxford Bowie Food Symposium. So this weekend. So. <laughs> We've had many occasions when you're guilty of oversharing. Too many details about your life. The land, Mike. I'm a lost boy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that makes sense. It does actually make sense. The shorts, the sailing, it all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I will never grow old. The Daily Info Guide also has some advice on activities on how to spice up your hunting. Uncontested number one. Naked. Is to take a picture. <laughs> With a barbecue. <laughs> we'll miss hearing about inventions that don't quite make the cut. Although, do you know what camelbacks are? No. Camelbacks are those water pouches that um, you carry at mountains and things. There is a wine version 
which Ooh. the idea of it, the, the plastic doesn't seep into the wine so it retains its taste without mm. going horrible. But how many people are going to want a bag of wine with a hose to your mouth as you're walking up a mountain? <laughs> Maybe not a mountain, but there are definitely other uses. Like festivals. Exactly. Giant bags of wine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is a great idea. No, that's a delay. <laughs> no, I mean, that's actually a good idea. Yeah. Just sell bags of wine. Bags of wine. But like out of a, yeah, not a straw, like an actual hose. Just strap it to your back. But you, you don't need a massive hose. No, but then you just strap it, because it'd be that big. Strap it to oh, your back. Oh, like a proper, a massive bag. Yeah, big right. bag of wine, strap it okay. to your back, have would a hose, you, just wander so around. Would you give the... <laughs> <laughs> That's on bed again. Your hilarious and often unrelated anecdotes. So this wedding on Saturday, uh, we got given food and it was like a big pork roast thing. And um, he had loads of scratching. And the, he was telling us that Quite often you'll get scratching with a nipple on it. And that, that's a really good piece to get. And of course, your beautiful singing voice. So, yeah, Mike, what have been your best memories of Daily Info that are uh, appropriate to say here? <laughs> naked. <laughs> <laughs> naked Wednesdays. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I mean, um, it's, it's not the right time yet. Oh. <laughs> there is still to be made. There's much rumination and nostalgia to do, I think. Okay. Bring on the nostalgia. Best, best, best times were you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Ox squad. All right. Well, that concludes our uh, weekly ox first. Uh, make sure to subscribe so you get this beautiful gobbit of information. Yes, straight to your device every week. Bye.